And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 82. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 10 and 11 from the book Rule of Wolves. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the author of Six of Crows, which was just announced to be listed in Time Magazine's 100 Best YA Books of All Time, Lee Bardugo. Moi Savienyi casters. Hello, and good timing. Yes. <laughs> Barely made that one. So, we got some listeners. We do. First, we have Ahmedabad, India. Thank you. Thank you. And we have Covina, California. Yay. Thank you so much for supporting us and Thank listening. Thank you. We love all of you dearly. <laughs> and speaking of support, for those of you that want to support our podcast a little more, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash GreasyCast or follow the link at GreasyCast.com. Boom. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. That's how it be. It sure is. So, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, yeah. it's, huh? it's been a day. Ooh. It's been a day. I agree. Yeah. Work has been rough. Yes. And I don't like to be a boring adult. And talk about how, how horrible work has been, but that's just the reality of the situation. But I always feel better when I come here. Well, and that's all that matters. So <laughs> yes. let's talk about fun stuff. Have you been reading anything interesting or um, watching anything interesting? <laughs> well, mm. you know I, I watched an exciting and dramatic three-hour finale of The Bachelorette like you've never seen before. Oh, um, well. Okay. <laughs> I hate that I watch that show. It's okay. But I, I do. Um, so that's done. It's it's such a weird concept. It's like people that have known each other for a month and the whole time they talk about how they're not sure they're ready for an engagement, get engaged. Yeah. I, but and I watch it anyway. It's been on for a very long time. Like what very season long time. is it? I don't even <clears throat> like twenty something. Wow. I think not sure, but it's also like Bachelor and Bachelorette, and now there's Bachelor in Paradise. I feel like it's along the same terms of like, I guess the um, Keeping Up with Kardashians just filmed their last season, like, uh, and that was like some astronomically crazy amount of seasons. That was on for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I never really watched that either. I watched it in the beginning, and then it just kind of was the same stuff over and over again, and I just didn't care anymore. Yeah. But I will tell you something that's very entertaining that I've been watching that's on Netflix <laughs> is um, the Cooking in pa- with Paris show is hilarious to me. It just came out and it is <laughs> amazing. I don't know. I am, for some reason, I'm kind of a little obsessed with Paris Hilton right now. Huh. She's, well, you should look at her cookware. It is so cute. Like, it's not designed for cookware. Um, she's got like, I... <laughs> <laughs> what do you I can't think of the word. Okay. I wanted to say spatula and it's not right. a spatula. The flippy thing. The flippy thing? Yep, you flip hamburgers with that it. That is a spatula. Okay, I'm right. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so a spatula. She's got a spatula that has like it's like rhinestoned. And like she's actually using it to cook like vegan burgers. That's 
pretty on par. But what's amazing is she like does some things that are pretty interesting. She just like remade like McDonald's French fries, but made in her home. And like, it was very interesting. <laughs> like they really like, it's, I'm amazed. At, and she wears the like, some like couture outfits while cooking and it's so funny it's just interesting and hilarious and i give her props because in the beginning of every show she they show her like going and getting the groceries for like a hot minute and she's like of course like wearing some Mm -hmm. fabulous outfit but she has a mask on every time that matches that's like rhinestone and she's just looking fly i'm sorry i love it (laughs) i love me some uh, you know, it's kind of like that obsession with Britney that I have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just um, but I, Paris's life. I would love that. I don't know. I love. It's cute. You have to watch it, and you'll understand what I'm saying. Okay. I think you'll. I think you will be oddly surprised <laughs> because it. I didn't know what to expect, and I really, really liked it. And they're short little segments, but okay. anyways, I have a thing with watching rich people. I just it's not yeah. my bag because I just. I get annoyed. Yeah. So I don't know if I could handle that or not. Well, if this it's different because this is a you spend Cooking. most of your time in a cook in right. a in a kitchen and it's just kind of funny. It's just <laughs> it's hilarious to me. But. I did mention it in passing last week, but Ben Barnes's show Gold Digger on um Acorn. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Did you say Acorn? Yes. That and- Actually, Archie is on it, too. It's both Ben and Archie are on this. Oh. Okay. Huh. And they use their real names in the show. Like, But it's ben. not a reality. But, like, but Ben's yeah, the, character the is named Ben. character's name is Ben and Archie, yes. You know, that was a weird... I remember when I was in high school, one of the last plays I did... Um, it was like this weird, like it was for a contest or something. And I played this doctor and his name was Dr. Ginsburg. <laughs> and it was like the weirdest thing. So you were typecasted. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it was horrible. Like I did horrible. I think, I think it was a great like little play, but like I had, I had so many yeah. lines and I was like pretending to be a doctor. So it was all this medical stuff. I don't know any medical. Goodness <laughs> gracious. I mean, like Chris came home with half a finger today and I was just like, uh, I don't want to touch. I accidentally like almost like hugged like his thumb and like, I know poor Chris. <laughs> we love you. Yes, we do love you. And, and we, we hope lo- your, your uh, flipping off finger. Yeah. Feels better. <laughs> we dedicate this show to your nail. Yes. To the missing <laughs> or half, the missing half of your fingernail. <laughs> actually, it's not gone yet. Remember? So it's, it will be, will we're be, dedicating yes. it to it's, um, Departure. It's, it's departure. Yes. And we will um, definitely. <laughs> we'll remember it in our hearts forever. We'll keep you fans up to date. <laughs> oh, God, Don't please. worry. You just... Please don't. <laughs> He's looking at it. It's funny. <laughs> uh, he hates it when we talk oh, about him. Okay. So, but watch, watch Gold Digger. Okay. Um, I'll do it. He's in a totally different role, but like he's. He's Ben Barnes. He's Ben Barnes. Like he. He's he's good. He's he's playing a character that is supposed to be charming because he's playing a gold digger. So it's interesting. And then Archie's character is the son of the woman, the rich woman. So mm. Archie is like against Ben. So they have a fun dynamic because it's just, it's almost the same dynamic as mm. in the show of his shadow and bone. So um 
That's no, neat. it's really good. It's 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 it was fun to see them in a different role. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I see he he plays a lot of villains. He really does. He's good. He's at great at the, it. He the is. facial expressions that he has. He's amazing at it. Yes, he's, he really is. So. He's got like the smolder thing down, and like the the way he looks at people. I saw a video somebody posted on Instagram where they're like, they it was all videos of how he looks at Alina. <clears throat> oh, and I was like. Wow, he's got that down. And then I love seeing them when they're not filming, and he's just like oh, the yeah. most Playful smiley, happy, and, fun. Uh-huh. Like it's amazing. His his um he's not big on social media. He doesn't like it. Yeah. He doesn't believe in it or whatever. But um the things that he does post, they're nice. Are, yeah, they're they're, they're 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 great. Like he's a very smart person, and he acts. It, it seems talented. like he has a good head on his shoulders. Well, yeah, he's very talented. Yeah. So, and yeah, what a great, I, they did great with casting with that. So, yes, um, thankfully. So, um, don't forget, we do have Aiden Thomas coming soon. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be exciting. Um, author Cemetery Boys. So, um, just reminder, if you have any questions, if you wanted to ask Aiden anything, we would love to ask him for you. Um, just please have those questions submitted to us by August Saturday, twenty the twenty first, and yeah, next that, Saturday. Yes, please have that into us. Um, but that's yes, coming up soon. It will be. So, um, we also have a fan, Terry in Kentucky. It's not me. Nope, that's not you. It's a different Terry. You ain't in Kentucky. I'm not in Kentucky right now. No. But she is so sweet. Terry is very yes. nice. I've had um, conversations with her over like Instagram and stuff, and she sent um, us some questions. Just a heads up, Terry, we can't answer them all at once. Right. But we're going <laughs> to. But so here's what she wrote. So I just recently completed the entire universe. And oh my God, the twists and turns, the danger and love, and the damn grief. My heart didn't know what to think. Anywho, I have a few questions for you both. And which couple or friendship was your favorite? What makes you choose them? So that'll be the question we're going to answer tonight. We'll move on to the next one next episode. So, okay. So let's think, Terry. Which couple or friendship was is our favorite in the entire Grishaverse universe? And why do we choose them? I am... Um, okay, so automatically, I, I know exactly who I choose. So um, mine is Zoya and Nikolai. I love their friendship and I love the progression of it where, cause you really didn't get to see a lot of it until King of Scars. Yes. But I, I love, I love their friendship and <laughs> I'm not gonna, yeah. For those of you that haven't read anything, I'm, I'm that far. I'm just going to say, I, I just love watching it. I'm, I ship them a lot, ship them a lot. <laughs> you stay on the ship. Yes. Um. Yeah, this is a hard one for me. Really? Why? It is. Because... Well, say the couple if you can't. Ju- See, I don't one. know. Because like, I don't like a lot of the couples as they're written. Really. Okay. Um. Like in the show, we can talk about like Jesper and Milo, and <laughs> well, um, yes, I I enjoy Jesper and Inej. Like I like their thing, or like even Nina and Jesper in the books have a fun. Um, thing back and forth. I'm not big on like the ships yeah. that happen. 
Um, because I'm not a big Mal fan. I'm not a big Matthias fan. Um, now like Jesper and Wylan. That's a good ship. Is as cute as all hell. So like I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, like we're like where, where we, we are, are with Hana and Nina. I was gonna say, but like I want them to be themselves. Like I don't want them to be like Mila. Right. And so like that's what I have a hard time with. Like I enjoy their relationship, but they're under a false pretense. They've got and struggles. that's what bothers me. Well, yeah, and they're doing it because obviously they have to. But yeah. you know, we'll see what goes on. But I mean, so my I- favorite ship, I would just the way it is, is Jasper and Wyland. Yes, and then um, Nikolai slash Starmand and himself. <laughs> hey, Nikolai is demon. <laughs> yeah, because. He has the funniest things to say, but he does. Um, yeah, Jesper and Wyland, I guess, would be. And you know, I completely it. forgot about Jesper and Wyland, but you're right. Like they, are they're just, adorable. They're adorable, and that is such a beautiful, like, fun read. Like watching yes. that progress, and ugh, because you actually get to hear the like only girls. Yeah, like, ha- like they're feeling it out, and it takes but like time. Jesper also seems so like confident. <laughs> In yeah. It. Um so I I liked I liked that progression. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Cuz I'm not shipping the Darkling and Alina. I'm not doing it. You can't make me. It's okay. There's enough other thousands of fans that do. So They can do it for me. Exactly. <laughs> so anyways, like so that will be our question that um cuz I think you asked another question. We're going to wait till next yes. episode for you, Terry. But thank you for sending that in. We love <laughs> Answering questions for you guys. Um, yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. I mean. We like thought-provoking questions. Yeah. And we do have a new game, but we're going to wait to play that at the end. Spicy. I know. <laughs> um, but we definitely going to play it. Instead of Fear to Mary Kill tonight, we're going to play What If Grisha Verse Edition. I'll explain it when we get there. So. <laughs> which is going to be hard because it's not easy either. But we might have to like, I don't know. We'll get there. So. Let's just go ahead and start, girl. And okay. Yeah. So you got chapter 10. Chapter 10 is Nina. Mm. Remember where we were last week? The prince collapsed onto Hana. Bloody. Yes. Yes. That went good. <laughs> yes, that went real good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, Nina, of course, rushes to her and... He, she's like trying to cover for this, so she's she's like pray loudly, pray pray loudly that everyone can hear. So they're saying prayers to gel <laughs> because they're not wanting attention. Uh, yes, right. Well, it's also they don't say it now, but like he's royalty. You're not supposed to like touch royalty. You're not supposed to you know be that close to royalty. I didn't even think about that. Yes, I was just thinking it was more about the fact that like. I should let you probably get to the part. <laughs> Hold on. I'm sorry. So while Nina is trying to cover for that, Hana starts healing him. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. Which is risky. Yep. And Nina doesn't feel good about that during, like while it's happening, but she can't do anything about that. And of course, they're all like freaking out um, because at the same time, everybody's just like rushed away. They take the prince away. They rush all the people away. Um, so... Yeah, if you were Hana in that situation, number one, 
she can't let somebody be ill. Like she's got the power to heal people. So you know that she's feeling like she needs to do something. She can't just let this guy yeah. die. But at the same time, your dad is there who is the worst like Grisha hunter ever. Yeah, it's not exactly the place you'd want no. to be if you're gonna like see like that'd be horrifying because they're like you're around royalty where it's like complete and total witchcraft. Fjorda is just the place you don't want to be a Grisha anyways. So and- they're freaking out. Of course they would be. <laughs> um so and then Hannah's parents are freaked out at this point too because she touched the prince. See, um, I didn't even get that. Yes. But I get it now. I understand what you're saying, but I guess I was just like oblivious to that i was thinking more about the just the magic they oh my god the small science yes that they were using and oh my goodness gracious and so all of them broom his wife nina hannah they're all like in their own oh my goodness oh my goodness knock 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 there's joran <laughs> the prince's bodyguard holy crap pee your pants um and he's like so uh the prince wants to see the girls so that's kind of horrifying in itself because, Slightly. like, I mean, ugh, I, I mean, just put yourself in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Where you have done something that will literally like get you killed, Eat. and then the prince is like, "Hey, <laughs> come talk to me." Um, so the girls have to change because they're all bloody, and so while they're changing, they're whispering about like what to do. Um, apparently, there's um amplifiers mm-hmm. there at the ice court that are actually imprisoned, but they use them to test Grisha. And if she's caught, um, Hannah would go to prison, but Nina's like, that's actually good because if you go to prison, they'll wait for a court date. And that would give me time to get you out. And, uh, we all know (laughs) she knows how to do that (laughs) because she's done it before. Absolutely. So they go to the prince, and um, everyone leaves except for Joran. And we learn about Joran, and we did. I just wanted to put a little small like placeholder in here. He's sixteen. Okay. He's really strong. He's everything the prince is not. Okay, and Joran is who again? The bodyguard. The bodyguard. The prince's bodyguard. Okay. Um, and and it seems like the prince and Joran are really close. Um, but Nina senses that there's like a little something secret there that something's not completely right. I just wanted to like bloop. Yeah. Put that in a pen for later. Well, I remember when I was reading this, I and I told you I was like, I was getting with this storyline, I was getting confused for yes, some reason. I remember. And I think it was just because this is a very exciting book to read and like there's lots happening there all is, the time. <laughs> and they're um I was getting confused between the, who the prince, like the prince, and then like some of the other characters for some okay. reason. I don't know why, but I mean, I the second go around, I'm getting it. Oh, good. And I got you. Yes. So, I mean, you got me. Well, yeah. And I think it's funny how you and I both gravitate towards the other story. Yes. Like, you gravitate towards one story, uh-huh. and I gravitate towards yes. the other, which is perfect. So I kind of like, I really do listen. I'm just like, <laughs> I want to make sure I understand it. So, <laughs> help me, girl. Well, I'm glad I can help you out. Yes. Um. So the prince like tells him nothing's gonna happen to them, um, and he's 
the prince is actually happy because most people back away from him and the two of them actually went to him. Yeah. So that makes him feel some kind of way. Um, he starts coughing again. And what does Hana do? Again, she heals him. Again. So, um, and th- so Nina's just sitting there like, oh my gosh, Hana, stop. <laughs> just don't. Um, Nina tells him that gel moved through her, which is <laughs> very strange. And that um, it doesn't seem like but like it doesn't seem like the prince believes in gel either, which is very interesting. Like that's heresy. It is. I mean, you it's can get absolute heresy. Yeah. But he says something about not believing that something like gel would like let him live the way that he is. And that's not something that he should be saying in front of people. Right. And I I think there was a part before this where, like, I mean, because we didn't talk much about it, but, I mean, like, Hannah's father, how, like, he really just, like, was degrading the prince. Well, yes, because the prince is, because we talked about it a little bit last week, is that the prince is so poorly and... How weak it was. For someone to run such a strong country of, like, big, burly men that are, like, Grisha hunters for this weakling to be a prince, it's a big issue for Broom. I just feel like that's so like sad. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. So. Um so the prince is like, I want you to come see me again. And of course it's because he finds them calming and comforting <clears throat> Hana. Um, but as they're leaving, Nina gets called somewhere else alone. Um, and she's like actually taken to the queen. Um, I like the way that the room is described. It's talk like they say. She says it's like uh, going through a rib cage. Oh, it was kind of cool. Yeah, that is a really good description. She did a great job. Yeah, with that. I agree actually. Uh, I- let's see. So the queen actually starts questioning her. Um, and then she kind of backed off because Nina starts talking to the dead. Such yeah. a weird um superpower. Super. <laughs> Well, to have. <laughs> we still like, I mean, it's just, she's got, I love, I think it's so interesting and I, I love it because I love how from where we started with learning about the Grisha orders, it was very like, you know, strict. There's yeah. the three orders. That's what they are. And then you've got your sub orders in there and that's what it is. But then when we get into like King of Scars, mm-hmm. we start to learn that act like the history that actually no, there. There isn't that, that that was some kind, like, they have so much more power than they believe that right. they could do. And I love and that. And you could do things outside of the order that you trained for. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's amazing mm-hmm. that, like, so her, somehow, her surviving and getting through her withdrawals from the Jurder Parem has, like, made her, like, it took away what she used to do. But, like, it changed it into, like, this unknown, like... Yeah. It's incredible. Because she's like, what is she? Like, I mean, she's... The dead talk to her. (laughs) They talk to her. She can also... She she, can command them to do things. But she also kind of is an ethereal kai because she's she's a summoner because she Uh can summon, like, the bones and ashes. Mm -hmm. It's just this weird combination. And, you know, oh, my gosh, we got to... I want to think one day about what 
what we could do that would be different from the Grisha orders. What if we could be like have this other random, like you know, sub order or like kind of like the same situation if we survived Jurdaparem and <laughs> what did like, it do to us? What? Yeah, how would we be different? Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. I oh, I you're good. Totally took over. Do it. Well, I do anyways, <laughs> but I don't mean to. You love me for that. So of course I do. Ah. Uh, so the dead actually tell her that the queen miscarried six times instead of three, hmm. and that she had a Grisha healer get her through a pregnancy with the prince. Um, Who said that? It was the queen's dead friend. Told oh, to okay, Nina. her ghost. Oh, okay. And so Nina tells the queen these things, and oh, yeah. the queen is like, excuse me, uh-uh, that's witchcraft and heresy. Yeah. So... I wouldn't do that. Um, but we also, she didn't say it, but Nina says that the friend also told her that she had the healer killed after the prince was weaned. So, um, probably scared the. Yeah, I mean, she can't talk about it, but it also kind of sets the tone of like why we have to be so careful. Yep. Because the queen, like, Grisha are used in certain ways. Yep. But they're not free, and nope. you're going to die after your use is done. Yep. Fjorda, and Fjorda is like, it's not the place to have it be known, and especially not just in Fjorda, but at, like, the with royalty. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> wrong place, right? Wrong, wrong time, place. sister. Um, so... <laughs> I, th- I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but she tells the queen that she knows all of these things because she fell into a river as a kid, and instead of dying, Jell saved her, and now she just knows things. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? That works. All right. Like, They'll believe that. I survived, and Jell now speaks through me. Um, and she also tells the queen, like, your son will grow strong and find greatness. All right. Um <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Um, but the queen like tells her to go away and starts crying, and that's the end of my chapter. So in that chapter, do you think what were did you have any favorite parts in there? Like really like I mean that you found like amazing I don't know, anything like pop out to you in that in the chapter? I don't I mean It's got a lot of info in it. A lot happens and I mean I think what's amazing is the we learn more about like the royalty and i love the fact that like nina is using this ghost's message yes. to manipulate with uh-huh. the queen and i just find i love that and especially that there's just like this the fjordans use grisha they have like uh, they just don't want to admit it like i mean they have and they and i'm i'm saying this but i think fjordans do see their benefit they just don't want to admit it like that there yeah. is benefits to that. So I like um Nina's understanding of Hana. Like it was a it's a it's a cute relationship. Like Nina knows that Hana can't just yeah. let the prince be yeah. and be her like she has to save him. And Nina understands that. And so that's you know, it's an important part of being in a relationship. And so I, I thought that was cute. It's a beautiful dynamic to yeah. throw in there to show like their relationship and the understanding and mm-hmm. just understanding, you know, that there are parts of people like you have, like 
she just there's no way you can stop it like that's what she has Eric to do it's excited and interjects yes and i understand that <laughs> and i don't mean to <laughs> I, that was totally just i, I know girl. don't worry <laughs> and he understands my joke exactly See, that's honey, how it goes <laughs> we best friend of course we best friends i get you all the time honey i get you exactly i do i um oh <laughs> lord what's funny but what's funny is i do actually hear all the other stuff yes i, I know. just like i know i get excited <laughs> you know me I everybody know. If you does. didn't hear me the- i would be all on you girl you'd be able to tell <laughs> i'm i'm like-, I'd be like did you not hear what i just said and it but be- i don't have to do that because you hear me yeah and it'd be all over my face and also when <laughs> i don't understand i will ask you you get this face yeah, I get confused. <laughs> I'm like, what was that? Huh? Sorry. So, okay, so moving on, we're going to go into my girl's chapter, chapter 11, Zoya. So, real quickly, we are going to start this off with a scene because Ooh. it's just, you know. And hey, we got our background music today, y'all. So, bringing it. Um, Maybe, because we tested it last time and, and I it said, magically exactly. didn't work. So let's see, hopefully. Um, but um, just to give you just a quick recap, Zoya and Nikolai just left that meeting with the Darkling. Yes. Okay, so like, if you can remember what happened, like, I mean, a lot did happen where we found out, like, I mean, the Darkling wants to meet with Alina, uh-huh. which, of course, I wet my pants when I read that because I want to see Alina so bad. I love that, like... <laughs> Before this book came back out, I wanted that. Like I, I remember us talking about if Alina was ever going to come back, and then I read the book before you did. Yes, and I was like, "You're going to die when you get to a certain part." Oh yeah, you're just going to die. <laughs> and I, I did. I, yes. I was so excited. And what drove me nuts is getting to it. Uh huh. Like especially when we got to this last chapter where they mentioned just yes. the idea of it, and I was like. <laughs> Oh my God, Lee! Please, dude! Like, and then like, come on, come on, let's like, go, let's go! And then we'd be like, it'd be like, oh, chapter on Nina. Well, yep. great, I gotta get. No, no I, I want Alina. <laughs> I want Alina. I don't know why. I just, well, I do know why. It's because she was part of just. She was a huge part of the very beginning of the Grisha yeah. verse, and then and then she disappeared. Yeah, which was and it was amazing how Lee just had her referenced in everything else, mm-hmm. but never ever was she like anywhere like i mean she really was hidden so we will see for those of you guys listening we will see where we get so anyways let's start off this scene so i'm gonna be playing zoya and um hope you guys enjoyed my accent last week let's see if i can try it again i did loved loved so fun okay (laughs) i um haven't even thought about it today so who knows i might have a minnesotan accent today (laughs) For Zoya. No, I'm not going to because that would make no sense. But I could. Um, I say that because I try to do accents. And if I think about it too hard, I really screw it up. Like, I can't do a Scottish accent for the life of me. You don't want to hear. I won't even do it. I promise you. Um, But maybe by the time I'm finished with Outlander, I'll have at least one word down. I'm hoping. Which, by the way, guys, I've been watching. It's (laughs) Terry's, like, favorite all-time thing. And she's been dying for me to, like watch it and it's taken me a long time because i'd stop and there's so much information i finally have made it through it we're like oh my goodness it is getting so good <laughs> i like 
called her and texted her uh-huh. like just a couple nights ago. I was like, oh my God, this man died. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I get excited to actually talk about it. So it was fun for me. Well, good. Because I was like losing it. Awesome. And I just gotten off the phone with you about like talking about something exciting. Uh-huh. About talking about the LGBT character. Yes. Hang up. And then another dramatic moment happens. And I'm like, uh-huh. what? So then yep. I was like, WTF, <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't, like, call you back and be like, what? Well, you could, but. I could, but I needed to watch the show. Yes. So. Okay, so let's start this scene. I'm sorry, where were we? What's going on? Yep, we're going to do a scene. Zoya and Nikolai. Okay. And they are just done talking with the Darkling. So, real quickly, a very special thank you for our background music, If It Plays, created by Kendra Dantes in year 26. Okay. So. Curtain up. He's fun, said Nikolai, pouring a glass of brandy. I forgot how funny he is. She took the glass he offered. It has to be Alina's choice. You know what she'll decide when she understands the stakes. Zoya took a long sip and crossed the room to the hearth. She set the glass on the mantel. The heat from the fireplace felt like comfort, and the beast within her seemed to sigh with pleasure. Pleasure. She shouldn't have to be the hero again. He wants a conversation, not a rematch. You're sure of that? You're wearing the watch I gave you. Zoya looked down at the little sli- silver dragon. You should have given me a raise instead. We can't afford it. Then you should give me a shiny medal or a nice estate. When the war is over, you shall have your pick of them. Zoya took another sip of her brandy. I choose the Dacha Nodova. That's my ancestral home. Are you taking back your offer? Absolutely not. It's too hot in the summer and hell to heat in the winter. Why do you want it? I like the view. There's nothing to see from that Dacha except a broken down mill in a muddy little town. I know, she said. She could have stopped at that. Maybe she should have. Instead, she continued. I grew up there. Nikolai did his best to hide his surprise, but Zoya knew him too well. She never spoke of her childhood. Oh? He said too casually. Do you have family there? I don't know, she admitted. I haven't spoken to my parents since they tried to sell me off to a rich nobleman when I was nine years old. She never told anyone about what had happened that day. She let her life, her family, and her losses stay in the past. But lately, it felt hard not to be known. Like keeping herself together was all the more difficult without someone to see who she truly was. Nikolai set down his glass. That isn't... That's not... The laws prohibit... Who enforces those laws? Zoya asked softly. Rich men. Rich men who don't do what they wish. Power doesn't make a man wise. I'm proof enough of that. You're occasionally a useless podge, but you're a good man, Nikolai, and a good king. I will not serve another. I don't like that word. Serve? It's an honest word. You're the king I've chosen. She took another sip of her drink and turned to face the fire. It was easier to speak her worry to the flames. The last time we attempted the Obisbai, you almost died. You can't render your defenselessness like that again, for Ravka's sake. The Darkling will be vulnerable too, and this is the time to attempt it. We don't know when or if his powers may return, and I have no intention of letting him banish Yuri. 
You mean to drive the Darkling out instead? He's the invader. The little monk is still in there. You saw that. Zoya watched the flames snap and spark. You must not underestimate him. The way so many had. The way she had. End scene. So I don't know if my, like, you know, my Zoya impression was so good this week. But last week was good. I tried. I mean, it's hard. Anyways, so we just learned a lot there. Um, I love it because we get snippets of Zoya. But we knew that already, right? Mm-hmm. We knew that history because that was from King of... Sh- that's in King of Scars. Yes. she. We can hear her thoughts about it. But that's the first time she's spoken, spoken it out it. loud to someone else. Yes. Right. Okay. So, um, which was amazing. and That's a big deal. It really is if you think about it. Because, I mean, thinking about Zoya, where she is, how she's been. She's been very silent on... Very tough. All- very tough about power, keeping her secrets to herself. Mm-hmm. And literally, there's a line that I just read. She leaves the past behind her. So to bring up something, I think it's beautiful, by the way, that she wants that place because of that. Yes. Like, isn't that just like, it breaks my heart almost just because it's like, yeah. so like, she wants like, even though it's a broken down city, like there's nothing there. Um it's a connection. And yeah, I think the the whole leaving the past and the past thing, I think that's just a line. I don't think oh, she... absolutely. That's just something that she's told herself. It's a protection. It's yeah. her way of having a wall up. So, like, yeah. She obviously doesn't. Just from what we've read, like, absolutely. she obviously does not. Absolutely. And she's getting... And especially now, like, I mean, with Nikolai, their relationship is getting closer. So, I mean, I just... I love hearing these little tidbits. So, anyways, moving on. So, then Nikolai... um, Oh, this is fun. She has a new party <laughs> trick. Okay. So, um, yeah, he's got a new party trick that he hasn't been showing off. And um, so all of a sudden, Zoya looks up and what does she see? So she sees her king, Nikolai, standing there. But next to him is hovering a shadowy, dark demon. Okay. My in the body sh- and me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. No. <laughs> oh, girl, where are you going? Oh, I made you shrink. For those of you watching YouTube, that was funny. You should go back and see that. I For laughed you- myself. Silly. She laughed herself to the ground. I sure did. Her poor little seat just went down. It just shrunk on I its shrank. own. So she went down to a foot. <laughs> but anyways, um, my buddy and me, that is too much, girl. Yep. That is too much. That's the first thing that came Oh, my, my God. Brain. Okay, so we are definitely going to have to make a commercial about, like, Nikolai and his buddy and me. <laughs> or, like, I don't know. We'll think more so on that. So, for those of you that are way too young, um, go to the YouTube and type in my buddy commercial, and you will know what I'm talking about. I can't sing it. Um, oh, hell no. But um, you, you'll get what I'm saying. So, that was funny. Um, but it's also, like, in... Honesty, that's frightening. All of a sudden, like, I mean, we've <laughs> yes. got to realize Zoya, all of a sudden, like, so this demon that they've been trying to get out is just hovering next to him, okay? Um, and here is this quote, which is an amazing quote, by the way, Nikolai Gibbs. It's very famous now. Quote, the monster is me and I am the monster. If the Darkling is right and this isn't all some ruse, the Obus Baya may be the secret to unraveling the fold once and for all. The demon may go out of me and into the darkness forever. End quote. So 
love that line. The monster is me and I'm the monster. Yes. Loving it. Um, have it. Um, so the demon, um, by the way, then like, so Zoya's there still like kind of shocked. Um, and the demon raises his hand and actually starts to caress Zoya's cheek while <laughs> Zoya is pretty much, I'm sure, holding in like, I bet her little booty hole is pinched up all tight. <laughs> I, I mean, she's just like, Ooh! Don't let anything. This fall is out. fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. This is okay. This, this is fine. This, this is normal. This is completely normal. Yes, this demon that could sh- kill us and has almost actually killed me once um, is now um, fine. caressing my face. Um, and she says it's cold and it's solid. Okay, so this shadowy thing. This so Edward Cullen. Yeah. Wow. Conquer. Okay. <laughs> so um, the demon then. Um, gets a little frisky and he decides to take that little bow that she got in her hair you know that little blue ribbon and unties it zoya's just so freaked out it just falls and her hair falls and i'm sure she's just like whatever um and then the demon just decides to float back into nikolai and nikolai explains that he actually has learned to control the demon um now and that's huge because he used to not and we've actually had hints of this throughout the book but they've been very small and like literally like one sentence yeah because you'd see it'd be nikolai in his head and then all of a sudden there'd be just this small little thing where you'd hear the demon like kind of talking but they were it was different conversation they were Mm -hmm. obviously more one than how it was at the very end of king of scars where like you know that I want to call it a battle scene, but it's not. They're they're fighting in their head. They were talking. Remember at the very end, they're talking to one another, and like the demons, just like like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, tearing them down. Yeah, reading them to filth. Anyway, which we did have a listener reach out to me and talk about Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde or the the Jekyll and Hyde play, and agreed that you need to freaking see it. Okay, girl, I will. <laughs> I know you sang it to me. I will. Is it still, like, I mean, is that even still on Broadway? No. Okay, so how am I going to see it? Is it traveling? I'm sure you could look it up on the internets. Girl, I got to see stuff in. Okay, we'll find somewhere. We'll figure it out. You know what? If not, we'll put it on. <laughs> That's how I do it. Okay, so moving on. Zoya says that no, ma- um, no matter what, um, whether they get rid of this demon or not, that he is always going to be her king. Um, so she's willing to share Nikolai by possibly, I guess, bringing in a third, (laughs) um, (laughs) sexy to their non-existent relationship that we want so badly. But, um, yeah, so Zoya at least is like admitting that, you know, if we can't get rid of this demon, you've got control of it. I still, I want to say I love you, but she's not saying that, but I still, I'm not going to run away. That doesn't, that's not ending anything. Which I'm sure was very scary for him. Um, but I do like the fact that they might be a triplet. And that's not the right word. A uh, couple that... <laughs> a thruple? Yes. Thank you. A triplet. <laughs> I was I was wanting to let you like work your way through that. Oh, please don't. That'll take forever sometimes. <laughs> well, I didn't know what was going to come out of your mouth. Exactly. Sometimes it's fun. <laughs> that's the horrifying part. You never know what's going to come out of my mouth. So A thruple. Uh, Thruple, thank you. So, okay, so we might have a Thruple. Maybe they'll be on your Bachelor show. <laughs> that would be a fun show. We have we have the King Nikolai, Zoya, 
The, They're like, looking for their third. <laughs> <laughs> the demon is the winner. Yes. That's amazing. Yep. Hey, we've thought of some really good ideas. We're not going to write any of these down. Nope. So hopefully we'll remember them. But we definitely need to do the filming of that. That would be funny. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I, oh, yeah. Could you, I, I guess I kind of go on this little tangent in my notes. Could you imagine having a relationship with thir- um with this demon? Um, They could have some cute holiday cards. Aww. um, Cute family outings to the beach. Nikolai and Zoya laying in the sun watching the demon go play in the ocean with some floaties on. <laughs> I really went there. So, uh, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't. So Nikolai says he wishes they didn't need the Darkling, but right now the timing, it's horrible. There's a wedding in two weeks. They've got Fjorda up their butthole wanting to like, you know, this war. Uh-huh. And they need help with getting rid of this blight because it is just expanding. Yes. Zoya says that um, if Alina agrees, she will lead um, on putting together the details of the meeting. It's best she not be at the wedding anyways because of the rumors. So um, I don't know if it's been said yet in this book yet, but there's a lot of, I guess, they're seen together. So there's rumors of them being together. Um, well, yeah, they, we had the scene where they were riding in. Yeah. And so it's a cover for him. Exactly. That's right. That was the beginning of King of Scars. I forgot about that. Yeah, the cover. Okay, so anyways, Zoya says, um, here's a quote, a king with a demon inside him, a monk with the darkling inside him, a general with a dragon inside her. We're all monsters now, Nikolai. She pushed her, pushed her glass aside. It was time to say goodnight. She moved toward the door. Zoya, Nikolai said, war can make it hard to remember who you are. Let's not forget the human parts of ourselves. End quote. Love that. I love that, like, they're all, like, all messed up. I mean, not messed up, just have different... She literally has a dragon inside, and I love that. So, next morning, Zoya uh, is with Tamar, and they're started to kind of put the plan together for the meeting with Alina, um, and they decide they're going to do it at a sanatorium between Kribirsk and Balakirev. Zoya goes then to talk with Jenny and David and tell them all about the meeting with the Darkling, because they have no clue. <laughs> Uh, so Zoya asked David if it's possible to bring back the Thornwood, because that's what the plan is. And David's answer, quote, The fold was created through failed experiments in resurrection, attempts to raise animals from the dead as Moritzova did and make them into amplifiers. He managed it with a stag and the sea whip, and then with his own child. Alina had told them all the story, the truth behind the ancient legend Ilya Mortzova, the bonesmith, had intended that the third amplifier would be the firebird. Instead, it had been his daughter, a girl he had raised from the dead and imbued with power. That power had passed down through her descendants to a tracker, Alina's tracker, Malian Oritsev, who had himself died and been brought back to life on the sands of the fold, end quote. That was just a lot of good history, just to remember, by the way, guys. Yeah. So that's why I threw that in there. But, like, truth. That is actually, like, what happened, in case you didn't remember. So, like, I mean, that Firebird really has never been, ever, an amplifier. It wasn't. So, Zoe explains that the Darkling's plan, they think, is to use the Obus Baya to actually rid Yuri from him and replace it with the demon inside Nikolai. So, that's what Nikolai thinks is happening. And, you know, kind of sounds about right. Yeah. Um, So... 
They do need, um, David suggests that they need a powerful fabricator to get this Thornwood. And he suggests Leone Hilly. So, we've heard that name before. Yes. Exactly. So, just want to point that out. <laughs> Leone of the Waters. Mm-hmm. Zoya thinks about how much she trusts David and Jenya and how far she has come from hating Alina to then um, being put as a member of the Triumvirate. And at that time, she didn't really care about anything except how it would put her in a better position of power. But now she has grown to love and trust these two people she works with. And she is thankful to not be alone during this time now. And I thought it was kind of cool just to hear that because, you know, it is true. We've watched Zoya grow a lot. And um, I love that. So... They talk about how much they hate the Darkling and him being back, but Zoya says she doesn't regret one thing about the Darkling and that, um, I mean, I'm sorry, she does, she doesn't regret one thing and that one thing is that she doesn't regret how he taught her to fight. So, and that's the end of that chapter. I'm sorry, I've got, sorry, that's not the end of the chapter because I've got a small little <laughs> quote real quickly. Jenya, this is the end of the chapter. Quote, Jenya looked up at her. Just remember, Zoya, he wasn't teaching you to fight for yourself, but in his service. He had only punishment for those who dared to speak against him. He was the reason for Jenya's scars, for all the pain she'd endured. No, that wasn't true. Zoya had known that what Jenya was forced to suffer when they were just girls, everyone had. But the other Grisha hadn't comforted her or cared for her. They mocked her, sneered at her, excluded her from their meals and the circle of their friendships. They'd left her unforgivably alone. Zoya had been the worst of them. The Darkling wasn't the only one who owed penance. But I can change that now, Zoya vowed. I can make sure he never returns here. She let herself rest her cheek against the silky top of Jenya's head and made them both a promise. Wherever this adventure led, the Darkling wasn't coming back from it. Boom! Mic drop, end chapter, and like, it was good stuff. Well, there you go. I know, I love it. I I just, I love Zoya, and I love all this like <laughs> information that we get, and I love watching her grow, and I'm really excited about what's about to happen, like, this whole discussion about Alina and oh my God. And there's just so much going on. Like right now, this is, this really is a pivotal moment. There's, we've got a wedding. The entire book is like that from like start to finish. It's just, there's a lot of great stuff going on. Um, I would love to hear from you listeners. If you'd like to say what your favorite parts are so far, what you're looking forward to, because I will just say, I am looking forward to hopefully meeting Alina. I want this to happen. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, it's great. Um, yeah, it's, it's just so good. Um, and I love the little history bits we get in there. I love how they threw in there about Ily- Ilya Mortsova and just reminding us about that because that's important. Um, yeah, I loved it. So, I'm trying to think if there's any, like, any questions I want to ask you about that. Are you, ex- like, are you excited about anything coming up? Like, do you think the dark like when you first read this, what when you first read this, did you think that the Darkling had another plan up his sleeve? Well yeah. He's such a dynamic character. You don't know what to think. No, you don't know what he's thinking because he's so up and down all the time. Okay. Like you want him to you want him to like finally be the good character, but you know he's let you down before, so Right. So yeah, I mean, obviously at this point, I think that he's got 
some trick up his sleeve or some idea that he needs to hatch out. Yeah, I know that I was very confused on if this meeting happens, what that trick would be. Like, I couldn't figure it out. Right. I was, yeah. tra- I was trying to figure out what that trick would be. Um, so before we get to the very end of our podcast and play this new little game, it's that very special time for... Grisha Cast News! <laughs> so we're gonna go take it live to our Grisha in the field. Alex, take it over. Hello, hello. Thank you so much. Uh, it has been a crazy week. Not really for the Grishaverse, just for me because I'm on vacation. But we're here for the Grishaverse, so we're not gonna bother about that. Um, anyway, the only big piece of news is that Time Magazine has put Six of Crows on the top 100 YA books of all time, which is absolutely insane, and I'm so glad to hear it. Other than that, we don't have any news. Um, just maybe some behind the scenes that I missed while I'm away. Uh, but that's it. Thank you guys so much. See ya. Woo! <laughs> well, that was some good stuff. Thanks, Alex. So, um, real quickly, shout out to those of you on our Fable Book Club, which is going up. I, I love it. I think that's really cool. We are, um, yeah, we're leading through, we're doing the Fable Book Club, and we're covering, um, we Almost done with Shadow and Bone, which is actually content that Terry and I have not covered before. Yeah. So it's actually great. It's and brand new content. Instead of listening to the very like first 10 episodes <laughs> of our podcast where we cover it, where I cover it and Fiona cover it, and we have no clue what I'm doing, go to Fable because we do a good job there. <laughs> We're doing some good discussions. We, Anyways, it took us a long time to get, you know, yeah, get where we are. So real quickly. um. I would like to try this new game. So it's What If Grishaverse Edition. And it's based off of there's this Marvel show coming out called What If. And I love the idea of it. Okay. Because what it is, is it's changing something of already a storyline. Just changing it Mm -hmm. and seeing how the story would come out. So we're going to have fun with this because it's going to be part of our newsletters. You are going to be able to, if you want, write your own or send in your own. We can answer. Um, But. What if for tonight is, what if Mal died at the end of Shadow and Bone when thrown off the skiff and was eaten by the Volcra? Okay, so with everything we know, at that point, we didn't know how important Mal was. No. But if Mal died then, there goes your third amplifier. Okay. Yes. So that changes. Um, Alina, well, she'd be over Mal. (laughs) She'd have to be. She'd have to figure out a way to get through it without Mal. Um, but I think the biggest. Maybe she'd end up with Sturmund. I'm scared that maybe she would. (laughs) Well, I feel like without Mal, she might actually be pulled towards the Darkling a little bit more. But, but her and Sturmund had such a thing and like her and Nikolai actually I thought when I was reading that book that they were going to have a thing so maybe if Mal wasn't around then she would become the queen of Ravka okay so which would be advantageous like it would be it would work out really well okay um I 
So, okay. so that's what I'm saying. So in the alternate hey. universe, she becomes the queen of Ravka. Okay, but we've got to figure out because how important was Mal being the amplifier? We've got to remember that third amplifier isn't there. And if I remember correctly... He's the third amplifier. He is the third amplifier. So if he's not there... Then they have to dig him up. <laughs> so they've got to figure... But how... Right. They ha- they would, so they would somehow have to yes. figure out that he's the uh-huh. amplifier and then... And then... Well, he's already bones. Yes, exactly. Um, then it w- makes it a lot easier. You don't have to contemplate whether to kill him or not. You're right. I mean, it's not so such much easier. The Darkling dies, and it's not such a like horrifying moment and go. like romantic for Aline. She doesn't have to be like, "Oh my god, I have to kill the person exactly. I love." She can wear his toe. Um, I don't know, in her skin like the show, or with some fine jewelry. Um, where would you put the toe? I Please. don't know. Make it like pave toes around the Lansoff Emerald. <laughs> Lord. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Was that the answer you were looking for? No, but I love it um, because that's what this is all about. What if? So it's um, it's a very important part of the story, but that would, I like what you said. I didn't go there with that. So yeah, I didn't think about Nikolai. Um because in the books, yeah, Nikolai hits on her. I yeah. think she doesn't really have... I don't think she really ever gets to have feelings for him because he, she thinks about Mal yes. too much. Like, but Nikolai I think wants her to be the queen. But I think you're right. For good reason. I think that if Mal wasn't around, she yep. would mourn him, and then Nikolai would... Yeah. Because that life that she had envisioned of, like, I don't know, in the countryside with Mal, back in the meadow or whatever BS it was, like, that would be gone. Yeah. So, so then she could actually like be her full potential. Okay. So anyways, that was fun. It was short. Um, We can do them longer next time. My idea is for like, I mean, when we're going to have a newsletter soon, which will be really exciting. And there'll be a what if um for every monthly newsletter where our editor will have one for if you guys want to answer them. And the, I don't know, it'll just be fun to think of what if scenarios. If you guys have any what if scenarios and want to ask us, oh my God, I'd love to answer them because I'm having so much fun with this idea. Um, But good start. Um, There's more, but we're not going to do it. I could go on forever, obviously, about what? Hey, <laughs> stop being mean. Okay, well, it's been a lovely (laughs) show. Thank you for dealing with me. Um, Terry, I feel like every time comes in and she's like, okay, I've got to take a deep breath. What is Eric going to throw on me today? I don't think that at all. I love you. I love you, but Aaron. girl, I know you're. I, I I'm not good at telling people about what I've got. I'm just like on here, and I'm like, okay, yeah. So we're gonna do this real quick. <laughs> but hey, I've wanted to do it for the past couple podcasts, and I haven't. So hey, at least I was good. Now I waited. Uh, see, I'm, I'm I'm a very calm, chill kind of person, and then you like you come at me like an excited puppy, and it's like I need that energy in my life. <laughs> well, good. You want me to hump your leg? Yes, please. <laughs> Oh, Lucy, she <laughs> loves my husband. Oh, is that where we're going right now? I'm just saying. All right. Okay. Anyways, um, that <laughs> so was. See you later. So that was fun. <laughs> um, we will be back next week. Normal time. Normal. 
Yep. Same um, Grisha station. channel. Yeah. Same Grisha time. And if you all have any fun what ifs that you would like to share, um, whether answering the one that I came up with or of your own or whatever, please, we'd love to hear from from you. Um, we'd love to, if you come up with some, we'll um, read them on the show. So um, email them to info at GrishaCast. And um, yeah. So next week, we're still like, I can't believe we're in this weird thing where we're doing double. It's again, we're doing two chapters. It's just the way she's organized this books where these chapters are thicker. Well, we're, we're only doing two chapters in an hour. So I don't think we could handle much more of this excitement. Well, but I mean, <laughs> you, right. So we're doing chapters 12 and 13. Yes. Woo! Yep. So um, anyways, Thank you all. We love you all. We have a lot more to come. And just, um, yeah, thanks for loving us. We love all of you. Long live the Grishaverse. Yay! Bye! Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No, no mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Patreon at GrishaCast. Thank you to Kendra Dantes in Year 26 for the amazing background music. Our wonderful creative staff, Chris, Alex, Sid, Michelle, and Amber. 